Hello and welcome to our global S&OP community weekly podcast Brought to you by Ahmed Khalid and Ahmed Al-Hamamsi from Middle East Our global S&OP community podcast mission is to build a global community from supply chain, marketing, trade marketing, sales and finance all over the world Where everyone's voice could be heard and listened Every week we host a new episode with great thought leader in the S&OP industry. We believe that one word, one story, or one conversation could open up the light in the screen of your consciousness and you'll never be the same again. We discuss hot and trending topics with our subject matter experts by asking the right questions that uncover their valuable experience in our show. You can visit our website ahmedkhaled.com .co Stay tuned every week with our global S&OP community podcast. We can promise you that the knowledge that you will have in our show is a knowledge that you will never find in books. A real on-ground experience from thought leaders in the industry. And today we will reveal all the success factors behind the successful S&OP. And this is with a very special guest in the S&OP industry. He, He will take us through his amazing journey and his extensive experience in the S&OP and even the supply chain. Our guest today is Dr. Mudassir Ahmad. Dr. Mudassir Ahmad is the founder of SCM Dojo. He, his blogs and articles in SMD, uh, SCM Dojo are touching a real fact and base on, and shows some hands on an experience that you'll never find in books because of his extensive experience. Uh, SCM Dojo uh, has more than 90k pages view on a monthly basis and oh, has man. like 30k new uh, newsletter subscribers can you imagine this SCM Dojo also keeps growing day by day with the giving attitude by Dr. Mudassar Ahmad Dr. Mudassar Ahmad also has played an end-to-end role and game in the supply chain not only that but also playing it in a very global scale around the world he is the host of the supply chain show he was exposed into many different markets and different cultures, which allowed him to be a global thought leader who speaks to inspire and influence in S&OP and his experience in supply chain. Uh, I don't want to move too much because without further more introduction, I'm asking you please to welcome with us, Dr. Mudassir Ahmad. Hello, folks. Assalamualaikum, uh, <laughs> to everyone. Good evening, good afternoon. Which part you are? Ahmed, Khalid, my friend. How are you, Ahmed? How are you? Yes. Thank hello, you so hello. much, doctor. Thank hello, you. Doctor. Great, great to have good, you good. today. You know, Pleasure uh, to have after, you today. Yeah. After this introduction, I think I should retire. Right. I don't have to. Work <laughs> I think that's it. My my life purpose has achieved. Right. I I've achieved my dream. <laughs> Do you know, doctor? Uh, doctor it's, uh, yeah, it's not uh, giving you all that you deserve, yeah. really, doctor. You deserve I'm more than that with yeah. all your efforts. Yes, 
Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going are... to Siachin and I'm becoming like a monk anymore. Life purpose. <laughs> I'm always, when I search about anything related to supply chain, that search engine is always taking me to SCM Dojo, always. And I found your articles is in the, in the first search in the, the search engine. So uh, we have well done, today. Yes. Great, yes. great, great to have you today. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Just uh, to move into our core discussion, Doctor. The first question that we'll have into our mind that how could S and OP transform companies? I know that you have a great experience in that uh, with right. your global scales. So can you please share share with us your experience? How how could S and OP transform companies? Absolutely. So before actually I answer this question, let me give you my my compliments to the work both of you gentlemen are doing. Right. I think you guys doing an amazing job, and I think you have Thank picked you. up a topic which is a real pain point for the industry. And it takes really not just big brain, it actually takes a big heart to find time, put an effort, get the guest in, put a podcast together. It's a genuine, I mean, that's that's what Thank we say, right? You have to give some to take some. And what you Thank guys you, do is an absolute priceless stuff. So the more the community appreciate you, uh, I think you, the better it is for, for you guys, for us, for everybody. So so well done and Thank congratulations you, for we're doing an absolutely so fantastic job, right? So now come to your question. I'm going to start answer this question with my with with my two stories actually, which pretty much gonna set the set the scene, right? So I uh, my first encounter of SNOP when I was a demand planner in 2008 when I was working for a company called Eaton in in Birmingham. So American company they came in, let's deploy the SNOP process. And there was no SNOP process before, right? But naturally, everyone wants to. There is always some kind of demand forecasting happening. You want to know what's happening in the business. You're trying to forecast, right? But there was nothing happening in between because we were at that time doing a very famous project for Heathrow Airport and, and Emirates Airport. And actually, the inventory was there for the wrong parts. The one which we needed, we did not have, right? And it was nobody knows when the delivery is going, and it was an absolute chaos, right? Yes. We are basically air freighting parts from India. So the reason actually they hired me even part-time, I was doing full-time PhD then actually, right? Yeah. They needed somebody with the supply chain experience and can speak Hindi or Urdu because of my my my, my yeah. background. They can speak the languages, right? Uh, so and they were air freighting at that point, believe me or not, 35,000 pounds, like 50,000 dollars of oh simple component really a mm. simple component which you can make it's just mm. the height of desperation was anyway so so the point is we, we we said okay guys just get to down to the basic so what is the purpose of snop right it's to find the balance between demand and supply right true let's yeah. understand the demand first so regardless you are in made to stock business or made to order business or assemble to order business let's let's yeah. get it get it done there's no point looking after six months because six months, that's not your, let's call it production lead time, supply lead time. Let's review on a monthly basis and adjust our plans accordingly, right? Mm -hmm. So just by applying simple principles of managing demand and supply, which SNOP brings, which is the essence of SNOP, then we basically start from a monthly simple demand and supply review, putting some basic graphs together, highlighting the product line or product group or the manufacturing line, which has a short of supply. Right, and then this is where we put the expedite focus. Where you have to expedite when you're in deep crap, you have to expedite something, right? Yes. Then we put our expedite focus and the usual ramp up, ramp down plan. Because while you put some yeah. product on B, you have to put some product on the air. So by the time <laughs> you you catch up in three months' time, some really some really basic stuff, right? 
but it did one thing because because we are in a, in a such a deep desperate situation it immediately shown a benefit of a, a, a demand and supply review again at this point we uh, be very conscious and i'm not really talking about the five step process here so i'm not talking about yeah. let's do the demand review, review. Yeah. i'm not mm. talking about that right i'm not talking about consensus forecast review i'm not talking about executive review i'm basically talking the second step so just to very quickly for the audience i assume everybody knows you have the five step process you can pick any book any picture but the but the essence yeah. is same right you start from your npr statistical forecast you talk about your product group product line then your My demand review. review which is unconstrained demand so then you have a review to come mm. up with your a constrained forecast then you align with finance to have a cons- consensus forecast and then executive review so so we are basically right now talking about only two two sections right demand and supply and that yeah. has immediately brought in reduction in, in air fed cost improvement on lead time better management of the of on time delivery performance and less chaos and less stress right i mean i can i can go on but this is what asnop brings even if you do not deploy to the full level it still can bring a lot of benefits right and very quickly i can touch base on another story so that is 2008 9 of course i got developed in eaton i become a materials manager supply chain manager and i was in electrical business i came to dubai worked there for a few years then i went to usa worked there as well so i and i become like a blue eaton blood person in 2015 in 2012 they acquired a company of 250 million dollars and it was a sme of three actually it was like four manufacturing sites but very important because they were supplying to um, big oems like caterpillar or rose royce right mm-hmm. big OEMs, right mm-hmm. and actually uh, they sold this business to danfoss the part of danfoss now and sns uh, when i went there because to deploy system and processes and it was chaos again uh the lead time was like uh, 16 months uh, inventory was oh 90 yeah. on <laughs> sorry yeah on time delivery was like um, 62 uh, 62% oh my <laughs> yeah ridiculously bad so high inventory mm-hmm. high lead time low on time delivery so again we start from a very basic training of an mm-hmm. process so start really from the shop floor to the planners to the even to the management level basic training of snop guys this is how you run the review this is the agenda this is the input this is the output and most importantly we get engaged the product line and sales guys because they were the biggest problem to start with yes so i did not focus on my team on the operations guys because it was easy to manage right mm-hmm. the guys i actually focus on driving change and i'm sure we'll talk about change management is yeah. actually the sales and marketing folks because they yes. are the ones who need to bring in the right focus because i'm not talking to a customer right i'm a supply chain guy i'm sitting in my office right i need to mm. know what's happening in the marketplace so these are two stories a bad one which i have so 18 months down the line the same plant has actually won an award of operational excellence only wow. 18 months so all time delivery was 95% inventory was half wow. lead time gone from months into weeks is gone to 15 weeks great right so we, we were even actually so agile that customers are saying guys you are doing it too quickly we, we are not ready for that right wow. so, so so that is hands on experience and when i do my training as you am i just said my blog i have a snop course as well online which you can go into sm2 just select courses so that's available in my training as well so by all means you can have a look or you can just ask me right now same <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> you know great great amazing experience and i love the two stories if if you just allow me just to add something also in the the snop uh, side so 
because most people they think that S&P is only supply chain and just looking into that 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 upstream side uh, i believe that if we can imagine S&P it's like a bridge between the business strategy and the business needs and business plan and the day-to-day -day operations and if we can put it under many pillars i would say the people uh, how how you will collaborate all people on one table and discuss their uh, their future plan uh, from the marketing point of view and from the sales input and from even the supply chain input uh, if i talk also maybe the second step it's all about uh, the, the the technology and the, the, what are the softwares that you're using it in the, in the second phase for sure every and i i do remember your blogs doctor about people everything in inside the s&p it's all about people but i'm saying that these these are the pillars so people and technology how you can make use of technology to help your people not just to put more constraints above them because people they or executives they got overwhelmed that we need to have the digitalize everything we need to have everything but it's all about the values why you're doing this how you will make uh, use of the technology to serve your people inside the s&p and don't constrain their life so technology and people and the process and the collaboration this is s&op uh, if we i can speak like thousands of years on that at that point also because if you go into the tactical level and the agendas and the meetings we will take thousands of years discussing this so the only thing that will turn the the, the dreams of the, the the business into reality it's s&op and i like what you said it's the balance between a service level how, how how what is your service level needed and how much you can optimize with the euro stocks and this is this I, I i imagine it like a beam so the service level and here is the the the, the inventory level and between it it's the s&op it will balance all of this yeah. Perfectly said, Ahmed. And I like also what the uh, doctor said. Uh, we have to touch base with marketing and says these are the people that we are going to collaborate. Yeah. These are our eyes in the market. They have the experience. They connect with the distributors, with the customers. And this is uh, as we get closer to the customer, we know that the demand will be more, uh, more uh, accurate and we will get uh, more better insights from the market. This is what, what we need to touch from, from the market. So as the doctor said, it's easier to work with the people in the operation because they are days on hand to hand and yes. you can get all the information from the production people. And of course, we need to align to the vision and we'll get to that and uh, and how we can bridge between the corporate strategy and the day to day operation. So yeah. great answer and great stories, uh, doctor. Yeah. And uh, amazing, amazing, really. Yes. yes. So can I come back to our audience, please? Because yes. they, they, let's let's say greetings for them. So we have our friend Muhammad Fauzi. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining Our friend Ayafekri is saying she's saying uh, congratulations. I do believe because of the podcast. Thank yeah. you so much. We have uh, our friend Amina. Hello Amina together. Thank night. you yes. so much. Hi. Hi, Amina. Thank you. We have our friend Tausif. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, brother. We have also uh, our friend yes yeah. thank you so much for tuning in Muhammad Hassan from Saudi. From Saudi. Thank, you. thank you so much our lovely friend diana she's diana uh, from ireland, from ireland. Yes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. our friend uh, uh, hussein uh, he's saying hello uh, our also friend and uh, the famous ahmed musa from egypt our friend 
Thank you so much. I think that Heba, she subscribed. Thank you, Heba, for subscription. So anybody will, will subscribe, please say it in the comment. Just write it in the comment that it's subscribed. Thank you so much. Okay. Coming back Let's to... Take, uh, what, what if we take the first uh, question, Ahmed? Do you want to take a question from audience or we continue? Because I see one question here from Ahmed Osama. It's nice one. Okay. So just for the, the sake of the time, let's jump yeah. into quickly into our uh, questions. Yeah. Okay, Ahmed. Ahmed Osama, how we can digitalize S&OP meeting? Ah, good question. <laughs> yeah. what, what do you want to do? You want me to take first or you do? Yeah, for you sure. For sure Please, doctor, uh, go ahead and we'll uh, do it together. Yeah. Let's all go. Right, all right. All you. right. So it's a very, very good question. Right. Okay. So I'm going to answer it in two phases, actually. Do I, so the real question actually is the, the question before that. At what point you can you can think about digitalizing? Digitalizing, yes. Right. Okay, so this is a, a question comes before it. So uh, let me give you an easy answer first, which is if you are already at the mature stage and there is a, a SNOP assessment which I have prepared. Again, you can go to my blog tools. You can find it. Mm. You can do some basic assessment of your process, and you will know in as a percentage how mature you are. So if you hit eighty percent of let's call it. Uh, agenda items of SNOP, then you are in a mature state. And if you're still running SNOP in Excel and you're running for last 18 months, then it got very tedious, right? In Microsoft Access, you're pulling data, history, product line, it get messy. So my advice is if you are mature, if you have a sustainable SNOP and you got you basically too much data to handle in Lexis, by all means, go and digitalize. I still have not answered your question. How? I come back and answer that question again, right? The how part but but the real question is do this assessment first right so do not go all guns blazing go and spend half a million euros on a piece of skate which you do not have a basic mature snop process yeah, yeah. that is a Come recipe on. for disaster and i've seen it time and time again people have gone in because there's a clever de demand planner in the businesses oh i need this piece of kit They've gone ahead, they spent half a million euros, and guess what? That only one person know how to use it. And, and this guy left, and in, in most cases, the oh. company who actually sold the software hired him because he's a very good guy, <laughs> right? Right. And, and for, for that reason, they have nobody to run that, and then it goes down the floor. So, so the step is this, let's mature the process, start with Excel, embed into the culture, go through yeah. the change management process, see the result, and then digitalize. Okay, now, how to digitalize? There's quite a few tools available. The one I actually work very closely is Blue Yonder. For me, they yeah. are the place with the people to go. I work with them closely. I have used the tool and they have very smart SNOP uh, grid available, right? Very smart. You can do multi echelon planning. You can do multiple scenarios, multiple warehouses, multiple sources. Pretty, pretty cool. Of course, they are expensive, but they, they're worth it. Now there's also 09 coming up and I, for me, they are like, they are Mercedes, but they want to sell themselves as Bentley, right? So it's, yeah. it's by, by the by, right? So I've, I've tried to use, they tried to, I did not buy it because I want to pay price of Mercedes for Mercedes. I don't want to pay a Bentley price, right? <laughs> uh, similarly, there are, uh, I think Canasses is also there, right? but there are a yeah. few other players is also there. 
and you have my cheap and cheerful super smart excel spreadsheet if you want to use so that's also there right? <laughs> the point is you've got it's almost like cars right you can buy something cheap yes. and you can buy something expensive depending what your budget is right so mm-hmm. i give you a few brand names which will help you uh, digitalize okay so that's uh, my take on it Ahmed, over to you guys for sure you spot it on doctor uh, uh, I believe that I like what you said. It's all about how you can assess the maturity of your S and the OP. Firstly, you don't don't jump into just the digitalization and don't jump. What is the aim from this? Because I see many companies, they are amazing, amazing in reporting. But when it comes to take actions and take just convert this uh, data into information and information into insights and insights into wisdom that they can use this for for uh, helping their business and their business strategy. They are very good in just the reporting, but the game now it don't keep the focus on the in digitalizing. Just focus on the people firstly, and when it comes to digitalizing, I believe that the, if I'm talking about meetings, if I'm talking about the, the agendas itself, you have to take it into many steps. So you have to digitalize what is needed and inside the S and O P, especially in executive S and O P, how you can uh, uh, make an easy steps just to very very obvious for the KPIs or the targets of the company itself. This is one of the steps. This is the first level executive. And you can take it into digitalizing also and in a mid, uh, I would say senior management uh, steps. What are the, the KPIs and what are the core focus in the tactical level? And at the, the end of the day, I believe that you don't need to digitalize anything regarding this because it, the ERP, I believe for, for most companies, they can take uh, the, the responsibility on the operational level because how you will connect your forecasting your drp your mps and master scheduling then mps then mrp then your your uh, procurement so I all like, of this in yeah. the operational level that's why i like uh, i like yes yeah, i like yeah. it Ahmed, what you're saying because most of the companies they have an erp which like doctor was saying it's like a mercedes or a ferrari and they're using it as a bicycle they are not using uh, <laughs> making use of the ERP yeah. system that they have, whether it's Oracle, it's SAP. It has a lot of, uh, of uses and a lot of uh, things that you can uh, uh, use and make use of that can work also for, for the S&OP. So before also digitalizing and spending money on any uh, software or anything, make use of whatever you have, uh, you have the resources that you have in hand first. And as doctor said, which is amazing, the level of maturity of the supply chain, yeah. the level of maturity of the company. Do you have a vision of the company? Does it know where it's going? The company does it have a strategy or not? Are they following yeah. this strategy? Is this strategy going uh, from uh, from one echelon to another? It's, uh, do the people on the ground know what's the strategy of the company, or they're just working like that day to day, passing mm-hmm. passing the day? So, so it's uh, the culture of the company, as the doctor uh, was saying, a lot, a lot of uh, to be discussed and a lot of things to be answered before going to digitalize. And of course, when going to digitalize, you should check first whatever you have the ERP system. Then if everything is like settled or something, you can go for for the lot. Of course, the doctor is uh, uh, well experienced. He gave a lot of uh, good examples uh, of yeah. software as well. So I'm always using this technique for any decision. Mm-hmm. It's what is the cost and what is the benefit? Benefit. So yeah. in terms of the benefit, maybe it will be tangible or intangible. Even the intangible things, you have to make it realistic. You have to under, you have to ask yourself the right questions to find the right answers. So when it, whenever uh, it comes to uh, have more expenses or just uh, have investment or anything, ask yourself these questions. What is the cost and benefits? 
what are the tangible and intangible things by this view you will be able to take the right decisions i uh, will jump into the next question uh, audience um, yes yeah, we have our friend amina uh, she is asking dr mudassir is it possible to reflect s and op in bi tool Mm, which which bi tool i mean are we talking about the power, power bi, BI or, or what? power yeah. bi yeah. Yeah. right so hmm. low maybe uh, I, I, so let's take power bi right okay yeah. so the the okay uh, i'm not a power bi expert but i have used power bi as a user so i'm going to give you my answer with my limited knowledge right what i find about using power bi it's almost like a love child of access and microsoft access Yeah. right which is born into into a, a more or less call it a cloud space right so it's pretty smart but the theory of again you have to find the right files right databases you have to develop queries and you have to link queries so the basic the basic uh, let's call it the thought process of creating a good grid of power bi is coming from that knowledge so but nothing wrong with that i'm okay with this right so that that's fine but does it make it smart enough unless you are using uh the you know microsoft uh, erp system right mm -hmm. you're not going yes. to you're not going to benefit of it right so if you're using sap again you have to get the data out of sap then yeah. you have to create your power bi grid and right. then you have to do whatever you need to do mm -hmm. is it any different from excel yeah maybe because power bi grids and the graphs and the analytics are pretty yes. smart yeah. <laughs> you can do better slice and dice you can do better you know analytics you can basically create better scenarios right mm -hmm. okay so it's it's definitely uh, you know a, a bit more steroids than access and excel right mm -hmm. the answer of that is yes but does it really automate your process probably not because you still semi automated yeah exactly <laughs> semi automated that's the better word i'm under said right so you still have yes. to go through the pain of you know downloading the data create your database and queries yeah okay great answer doctor Thank yeah, thank you so much for this. Let's move to into the uh, again quoting Ahmad Khalidia and the other Ahmad. The knowledge you will not find in books. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. Based on the on on hand, hand based experience. on experience. Yeah, yes. because I I share with you. Yeah, I share <laughs> with you because I worked also in it for some time. The Power BI. It's the same feeling like what you said. It's like semi-automated. It gives you better uh, maybe analytics. And uh, it's uh, I always say it depends on what you enter in the ERP system, whether it's SAP. Yeah. If you're entering uh, good uh, uh, data, you'll get some good uh, analytics. If you're entering, like we say, always garbage in, garbage out. If you're entering garbage <laughs> data, you'll not get. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I like so what Cleanse the data. Yes. Yes, yes. it's semi-automated. The only thing that maybe I'm thinking of, which is. whatever the erp system is feeding you with the output or the transactions that you want to have and what are the uh, the data that you want to uh, present in your uh, power bi or whatever tableau that you're using it so the game here is how you integrate the data in an automated way which they that that you want to take uh, the run or the transaction uh, at which time and uh, what are the data needed how it looks like and all of this if you want to have it i believe that you can make it semi automated but at the same time you can feed it directly through macros through whatever you you can do it, do it uh, in excel and then you can build it into your power bi but i say that if you know the transactions 
And if you know the output or the data that you want to present, for instance, if you want to have the service level, if you want to have the inventories, how it looks like. So mapping all the data by transaction and automated through my macro, maybe it will be automated fully uh, for, for you. But at the end of the day, asking the same question, are you using this for reporting or for taking actions? This is the big difference. Yes. Yeah. So we'll, we'll jump into uh, uh, the next question. If you allow us, we have our friend Hussein Al Tawil. He's asking, "What are the best methodologies to be followed for S and OP?" Okay, best methodologies. Okay, I mean S and OP itself is a methodology of of, of a kind, right? Developed about uh, three decades ago by Oliver White, and it has been developed further by several researchers. Now they call it IBP and all that, but it's still it yes. goes from the same, 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 same. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, the only thing is that in IBP you have a better integration of financial analysis and better link with the strategy, right? But essentially, it's just more uh, expansion of SNOP. So our, our actually I have a blog on SNOP versus ICP. You can see that, but the, the basic is SNOP, right? But I think your more question is around what would be the let's call it a best practices or let's call it success factors, right? And this is one of the theme I think we meant to talk about, Ahmad. So shall we talk about that right now? Yes, for sure. For sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes. No, right. So, and then I'm going to touch base on, on, on this. And this is where uh, you will probably not going to find, you know, a lot of information in the books, but coming from experience. And I, I have deployed SNOP in four different countries in three different businesses over the you know 15 years. And, and believe me or not, I have seen all that very much in common, right? The first and the foremost is is either a lack of executive sponsorship or yeah. the huge focus yeah. <laughs> on executive sponsorship. Yes. But they but it's a bit of cliche, this word of executive sponsorship. Because if you pick any management study, Six Sigma, Lean, Theory of Constraint, CPM, WCM, yeah. everyone say what is the critical success factors? The first the first line in any research. Executive sponsorship. Executive. <laughs> so, but by the by, but having said that. In hmm. SNOP, it plays a huge role. And I can, I have noticed a very good example myself and a very bad example. Hmm. There was example, I don't want to name the managers and the, and the, and the business because <laughs> it's just not right. But anybody who knows me, probably they know who, which two people I'm talking to, right? Hmm. Uh, the guy who he was a senior director, come from operations background, hardcore hmm. ops guy. He wouldn't move. He, he cannot make a decision about SNOP. If you, the SNOP meeting is not happening, he said, don't talk to me right now. Don't come to my office. Please make sure this is discussed in SNOP, everybody's mm. aligned, and then I'll make a decision on my executive call. So everybody was attending the meeting, everyone basically doing the preparation, you know, it was embedded in the culture, right? So SNOP yes. was the heartbeat of the of the business. SNOP was so good that SNOP was driving next year budget. So, you know, this whole budgeting chaos. Yes. Let's do 2022 budget, which is mostly happening right now, 2023. Right now. <laughs> we didn't have to worry about it because SNOP have N plus 18 forecast available. Exactly. That's the budget. Yeah. Exactly. Totally end of discussion, right? <laughs> Why are you worried about yes. that? Yeah. On the other hand, and, the, and me, same job, you know, I'm a supply chain director, logistics director. Mm. My job is to drive SNOP as a, as a key, 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 key stakeholder. Come to a second business. Trying to do the same thing. People are engaged. Everybody's engaged, but there's one person not engaged. The executive person. Uh, and because of that, he came from a sales background. The only thing he's interested, just tell me I'm going to hit my sales number or not. I, I really yeah. don't need to know anything else. 
and after 6 months it was so dead i cannot even tell you no and yeah. it's embe- and for someone like me who actually preaches and teaches sno people living and i'm embarrassed <laughs> to, to 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 say i couldn't convince him i, I just couldn't yeah. do it yeah. and, then, and i gave up <laughs> i just gave up generally Mm-hmm. It happens. It happens. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I tried to do change management, benefit, all that, but the but the guy was just not not into it. And guess what happened? My SNOP process and my drive didn't change. He was changed after twelve months. Mm-hmm. So the person who's actually gone was him. <laughs> all the SNOP process. So, so any executive who is not really paying attention to SNOP, you know, think it through as well. right and the new vision for the company and everybody was memorizing what's the vision understanding where we want to go and he drived the, that everyone to uh, should attend the yeah. SNOP and the decision should come from the SNOP we it was a huge success it was a huge success uh, to 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 everybody and uh, we're reaching the top and uh, bottom lines and all that at the same time like you said when it's driven was uh, someone was looking only for for the numbers are we achieving the numbers uh, or not or this is what i really want to see uh, it, uh, it it falls down and start uh, yeah. people will start to lose uh, lose attention because uh, it is not the core uh, of the company so it's all like about the culture and about it's really like I said it's not a cliche but really makes a big difference if there is no sponsorship from from the top head uh, management it will fall apart so i, I second your your voice here yeah uh, yeah. yeah it's a, the business eventually will start to bleed in every time every time every time because i believe that change i'm always saying this that change is coming top down it will never come at bottom up like the forecast so everything should become uh from the executives or the board directors if the, these people they don't have the buy in i'm telling you you will keep bleeding and you will always swimming in the opposite waves so uh, they, you would be annihilated under these waves so you would drain your energy and i know that we are all passionate about it but this is the reality you're dealing with people if people they are not convinced about that it will never work that's why yeah. i say yeah, exceptions it will be there exceptions it will be there but the attitude and mindset of accepting that s and op will change your business to the next level in terms of balancing the demand and supply inventories and taking even unlocking some potential in your service level and your top line sales if you think like that it's it's, it's this is the perfect way and if yeah. there is any exceptions you can manage it inside the s and op but rather just i i know this that every day you have exceptions at it's it's out of the SNOP this is not SNOP so sponsorship again from the executives and top management is the key focus and key success for having a real SNOP that transform the business yeah 
We have another good question, I can see. A lot of good questions. <laughs> Shall we take questions? Because I have a few more points. So Shall I go through my few yeah. points and we take questions? Go sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure. sure, sure, sure. So, again, because I'm going to cover a few, three, four more points. Yeah. Again, it's yeah. important you guys can, you know, capture it on the video and I'm, I'm sure it will be it will be available somewhere. Yeah, yes. And then we'll take questions. By all sure. means, evening, I've got time. If it is take, I don't know about Ahmed, uh, both of them, but I've got time. We can stay <laughs> longer if you want, right? So, but coming back to the second, I'm going to combine second and third point. So, second point for me, I have is is this this lack of SNOP knowledge on a, on a mm -hmm. cross-functional teams, right? Yes. So, SNOP is not a, first of all, as I said, the SNOP is not a supply chain process. So, get it out, right? It's yeah. a business <laughs> process, right? Yes. We supply chain people run it great because we we, we are the we, we are like octopus and we have our fingers in every pie right mm -hmm. but we 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 are the drivers for it but it's not a, it's not a supply chain process it's a business mm -hmm. process so everyone needs to understand this and again i like the the starting of this podcast where you say we are trying to basically engage more sales and marketing team and everybody else and even finance and actually mm -hmm. when uh, the the good example i given i gave before where the SNOP was embedded in the business because the 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 VP was engaged. My SNOP meeting is attended by HR director. The reason he wow. used to come, wow. the reason he used to come because he knows that if we are going a third shift, we are hiring more people in summer or we are laying off more people. Yeah. So he can really do the planning, right? He can get Great. involved in hiring more people, you know, because in yeah. UK, hiring a third shift in the evening is not that easy. You have to go through some, some uh, regulations. Yeah. So he used to come in and executive review just to gather that information, right? Brilliant. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. and but then and then he came to me one day saying, "Moda, I attend this meeting. I find it very useful, mate. Can you explain me what what is this SNOP?" So I have to yes. give him like a real quick class on it. The point is, our job as an SNOP leaders in the business is to make sure the basic knowledge of SNOP is being understood. Again, I've yeah. got a lot of content on my blog. As I mentioned, keep mentioning I have a course. It's two and a half mm -hmm. hours. Go and get it. <laughs> follow Ahmad or hire Ahmad as well. I mean, they, they are good. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. Doctor, if you, if you allow us, if after this, yeah. if you can put the link for all of these courses or all of yeah. this, in, yes, in the, please. it will be yeah. helpful for the people. It will be a lot of uh, great uh, usefulness for all our uh, sure. audience, sure. of course. Yeah, yes. thank you. So, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. But we then have I'm a great... going to follow this with the third sure. point is. is SNOP is actually an advanced level process in supply chain. But get your basic SNOP processes right. So what I mean by basic, you cannot run a a SNOP without ABC analysis. Yeah. So give you an example. You yes. got to get your ABC analysis right to run your SNOP. You got to have a basic inventory management process there to run SNOP. You got to have a basic, let's call it purchase order or work order management process. So if you can't yeah. get your basic SNOP process right, you can't run SNOP because the, the basis and the pillars of supply chain should be there, right? So get your basic supply chain processes right, then you can build on build on it. So this is the second example. The, third, the, the third part I want to I want to mention is sorry, fourth one is is, is this there's no shortcut to success. Mm -hmm. SNOP by its nature is a cyclic process, right? Is yeah. a month, it takes time. You start Learning. you gain. And is iterative. It gets better. The forecast gets better. You view your supply planning gets better. Your discussion gets better. Your presentation gets better because when you start, the graphs are that small. Nobody can read it, and there's a lot of text. And then after a few months, you say, no, no, just keep few graphs, big text, decision making. Use SNOP as a decision making. So the point is, you know, there's no quick, you know, there's no 
it's it's a marathon not a race right it just mm. takes time you know and in my experience it takes a minimum 18 months maximum 3 years to mm. get to the maturity level right yeah. that, that's I, i would say is this just to finish off is it's it's a focus on more on execution so don't worry about the initial hiccups etc Mm-hmm. make sure you stick with it like any good things in life you have to stick with it right mm-hmm. and the last advice i would give especially this for young demand planners or young supply chain managers you know experienced folks know this as well don't turn up into a snp meeting without preparation so if you're yeah. putting a graph up there right mm-hmm. you should know the legends are there the xy columns are there the data is there people can read the graph and most importantly yeah, yeah you should know if somebody says oh i can see that and there if i compare from previous year your sales you know your inventory is down uh, what is the reason what happened you sh- you should know you should yeah. know. You, you can't yeah. put a graph in and the data without knowing what then if you don't know the answer you lose credibility you lose exactly. credibility on the slide yes. you lose credibility on the process and you lose credibility of snop right so yeah. start with few small thing baby steps build credibility be consistent be competent and it will be fine great 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 values i like how we put it in doctor yes. it's amazing thank you so much for the valuable answer i think that we have a great question here mm-hmm. and it will show uh, how much really experience that we all have in this point so our friend priyanka she's asking any tips to have more accurate baseline so that we have more reliable forecast post pandemic It's it's very nice question. I love this question. All right. Okay, yeah. Ahmed Khaled, I have a question. Are you sure we got all uh, everybody on this call are 18 years and above, right? We got all healthy. Yeah. Yeah. After 9 o'clock, right? So maturity. About, yeah, maturity level is there, right? I don't want to get into yeah. trouble, right? I was I was saying I have a favorite actually it's gone viral on LinkedIn, believe me or not. I don't know if you've seen it. So I I say this. Forecasting is like making love. Everybody does it, but nobody knows what's the best technique. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So, so and everybody thinks you're bloody good in making love as well, but you're not really sure because it depends on the partner. Right. So, and and so I'm going to answer that with 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 this. Okay. How, more accurate forecast. I mean, any tip? What I'm going to say, the the forecast is your history. is the best reflection of the forecast right yeah. there is a famous saying from warren buffett actually the the second or third richest guy he said forecasting tells you less about the future but more about the person or a business doing it right yeah. i'm going to repeat yeah. this is a very nice quote actually yes. forecasting tells you less about the future and but tells you more about the person and the business doing it right <laughs> so it's how you, what is your history and how you create your baseline and how good your base data is it's it's there right you can use a simple excel or any forecasting software which could have i don't know 260 60 algorithms and it will pick yeah. best fit method to yeah. be fairly honest i don't mind you can use excel formula in excel or you can use demand pro or demandra mm-hmm. or whatever software it is going to be wrong right yeah so don't worry about that whatever baseline you're going to pick it's going to be wrong but but what is important here is wrong means it will have an error right but yeah. what do you need to what differentiate between a, a good forecast and acceptable forecast and a good forecast versus a bad one is how low is your error yeah. right mm-hmm. so the focus on reducing an error and i seen a couple of video amaz has done before on on forecast bias and and, and I, i would recommend people to go and watch what amaz has done right 
he has explained very nicely on the forecast error and how to maintain it how to improve it right so again ahmed khalid watch this video it's it's is there it's pretty cool <laughs> Thank yeah, you, Dr. Google. Sure. So uh, if you allow me, I'll share something also from hands-on experience, especially in the baseline. And I will talk about the FMCG industry, especially. So when it comes to generating the baseline, I'll tell you one of the biggest pain points when it comes to uh, generating the baseline, it's the cleaning of the data. You have, yes. uh, by default, you have the total history and the total sales. This is something you are sure of because this is the invoicing of the company. This is the P&L of the company. But when it comes to have the data uh, or the drivers that went, take, took these sales to that level, what were the promotional intensity? What were the activities that have these incremental sales in, in your sales? Uh, was it like 50% off? Was it like 20% off? Was it a value pack? Was it, was it all of these activities? Even there are some activities that takes your, um, uh, your uh, sale, sales into the next level. It's in store. It, it's not necessarily to be out of store or it's not necessarily to be the discount itself. So what I'm, I'm saying here, one of the biggest pain points is getting the historical uh, activities that you can build it up. For instance, let's say that I have all the history for the 12 months. You know, one of the pain points, what, what will happen is you have the sales and when you plug in the data for the promotions, sometimes you, you will see that the promotions because of the, the phasing, the phasing of the promotion history, which is not right data, which, which you have, it's not right. What will happen is that the promotional intensity, it's higher than the sales. So it will give you like negative baseline. So first thing that you need to do to have a real baseline try to clean your data if you don't if you have uh, doubt data right now i'm telling you stop don't don't think about what happens in the past think about what the, about the future how you can fix your process right now how can you uh, take it into the next level how you how the order to cash is working how you are promoting this and how the reconciliation financial reconciliation it comes with your distributor i'm not sure about the distributor model or the route to market that you're using it but all of this you have to clean the data understand the activities understand the buildup once you have this you will have the baseline i, I answered you from the baseline uh, effect so i'm talking about the post pandemic so for post-pandemic, yeah, I know that the trends and even especially the consumer behavior and shopper behavior changed. has totally changed. So the first thing that you have to understand, don't look at it, and especially I'm talking about the FMCG or if, if a company is working with a distributor, they are running their baseline from the sell-in, which is from the distributor to the retailer. The first thing that you have to understand it do the baseline from the retailer to the shopper by this way you will understand and take it a, a step further because the baseline the, the difference between the baseline uh, in the sell out and the difference between the, uh, the baseline on the sell in is the uh, trade stocks so all of that just build up the baseline on the sell out you will understand what's happening from the trade side what's happening with the shopper uh, or the consumer side and from that you will understand what will be the effect in your baseline from distributor to retailer by this way you can anticipate it and expect what's happening build this again i will say it build uh, the right data put it in the right way uh, track the right promotions if, if you have something in the history doesn't make sense then 
look at it from the uh, downstream side, which, which is from the retail to the shopper. This is what I would say from 100%. I, will, I cannot add, of course, what the beautiful things that you said, of course, but the more we get closer to the consumer, the more accurate the, the forecast. So this is very important. That will be either electronic data interface, you will yeah, be directly uh, to the retailer. Some uh, were working on collaborative planning, forecasting and replenishment with the direct to the to, to the retailer, which is also depending on the level of maturity of the organization. All this collaboration, of course, and closer to the customer, it will make you the forecast more accurate. And as Ahmed and uh, Dr. Mudassir said, remove the outliers in the data, make sure that there is no uh, the coding system is correct because sometimes in the coding there is problem with the code, so it distorts yeah. everything. So all these kind of things will, will really help in uh, building a more reliable yeah. forecast. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Great question. Of course, yeah, we have many questions. To discuss and we have many questions. Let's take like a couple and if we cannot catch, we will answer we maybe me or the doctor we or something. We have another, another one. Yeah, yeah we'll another again, session. We'll again. Yes. Yeah. yes. So we have our friend Ayub uh, Saidi. He's, us, he's saying that applying 5S philosophy is also a good way to drive cultural transformation when it comes to SOP implementation or digitalization. Don't you think so? I think that, yeah, Doctor, you had this article on the 5S especially. I read it before. Yeah, I read so. Yeah. I'm going to... Uh, see, I'm one of those people I try to be honest with my advice. I'm not always right, so judgment yeah. is out. So I'm going to break your heart by saying the 5S philosophy got nothing to do with SNOP. Not, yeah. not as I know. Right. So the five, if I don't know anybody who's been to Japan and, and knows that, you know, I've been, I've been fortunate enough to work, work for a Japanese company and, and go there. It's almost like a cultural thing there, right? So five mm -hmm. S, you know, resort, shine, you know, uh, uh, all this sort of stuff, standardized, all that is in Japanese culture, right? Let mm -hmm. me give you an example to, to show you the mindset. I was on a train going from Tokyo to other city and uh, there was two seats empty and 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 the and the metro was full and the two seats for disabled people and me being a a, a, a rough asian dude from even in england you don't care you just sit on a disabled seat because it's it's, it's there i i just happened to sit down and everybody look at me like i almost killed somebody right and then my japanese clue says never do that right it's against the culture and the values it's about yes. discipline so 5s is about discipline and actually, in one thing I really like when I learned working for a Japanese company said, your factories should be 5S enough that you can take to a customer at any time that you want. Mm -hmm. Enough. Yeah. So 5S is all about the discipline of source, shine, standardize, is, is how you basically manage your workspace. Because that's like a basics of improvement. So there's a basics yeah. of continuous improvement. Can I relate that theory of, of, of 5S and lead management to SNOP? Not not 5s for sure. Maybe pull or mm. maybe we, you know tag yeah, time. Lean, we can, we can link back to SNOP. Mm. But uh, I mean 5s as a philosophy, you can say that. I mean if you can say uh, 5s philosophy can apply on a data, of course you can, right? Your data, as Ahmed already said, make sure your data is clean, is out of outliers. You know it's standardized. You can yes. apply the 5s philosophy like that. I think you use the word definitely. But can you apply 5S as a tool in SOP? Yeah. Not that I've seen. Yes. 
Yeah. Thank you, doctor, so Perfect much. Perfect answer. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Let's jump. We'll try to cover as many questions, questions as we can, yeah? Because yeah? we have too many questions. We have our friend Ahmad Usama is asking, if I need to assign a team for S&OP meeting, what are the number of team members and their roles and responsibility? Briefly at the point, and sorry for asking more. Man, feel free. Ahmed, we are here uh, great questions, by yeah. the way. And he's asking questions it, to the point. It's yeah. amazing It is yeah. one of the, I mean, all questions are good questions. There's no bad yeah. question. But this is a smart question. I like this yeah. one. Okay, so I'll take this one. So uh, I say, I'm going to give you an example to answer this question, right? So I go into the, the businesses and when I have to transform a supply chain, uh, of course, SNOP is definitely one of the transformational processes and the chain management processes, right? But then I only always ask for one thing. So the plant I went, which I give you example, was in disaster. Uh, and then I, I was moved my company after acquisition. And uh, the first thing I said, there is no demand. There is no demand planner. I need one demand planner, uh, a specialized. So demand planning is a specialized position, right? You cannot simply pick a planner or a supply planner or, or any guy with good Excel spreadsheet make a demand. No, no, you cannot do that. Because demand planner is a person who is talking to the sales guys, who is talking to the product line guys, talking to the operations guys, trying to get a sense of it. And so when I hire a demand planner and I hired three young graduates and all three of them are now supply chain managers and one of them is actually a oh. senior manager. Yeah. And I hired not for their analytical skills, I hired actually more because of two things I see. I see strong communication in the people and strong leadership skills. Because Great. Those people yeah. so combine their analytical skills because they come from fresh uni with their good communication they need to coordinate with people and get the yeah. data and all that. And the good leadership skills because they're just not waiting for me to tell them what to do. You tell them a process they follow. And what happened is every uh, in I work in this company Eaton 12 years. I had four promotions right in this mm. in this in this in this 10 wow. you know, 12 years. And every time my company never have to hire somebody from outside. The reason being the demand planner who was like, a, if you in, in a terms of football, is like a central midfielder. It's like Xavi of Barcelona, right? So you need a Xavi who is a yes. captain, strong leader, passing the ball. So when I move to a new job, I already have a person who knows the business, who knows the market, good leader, good communication. The only thing I need to do is to teach him how to manage people, hmm. right? And that yeah. person is there. So that's person for me. You so you talk about R and R, right? So that mm. person needs to be there, right? Yeah. To run your SNOP as a facilitator. Yeah. But yes. one thing, I, and there's always a good sales guy. They love to type a lot, uh, you know, talk a lot, BS a lot. But that's cool. But one thing you also need in operations, there's a guy who should understand your capacities better. Yes. Yeah. Right. And mm -hmm. I generally find a good industrial engineer who's not product don't pick a production guy because production guy got no clue they only manage people and they find problems right but that's their job but all find a good industrial engineer who understand your machines your bottlenecks your machine testing capacity your assembly capacity and then they can tell you from this many hours that many people you can produce that much yeah because one I of see. the problems i've seen in manufacturing because i'm a hardcore manufacturing guy is finding that exact knowledge that how many you can produce in how many people and how much time by how many machines, right? Yeah. So from the roles and responsibilities, even though that kind of person is never going to work for you as a supply chain director manager, that person never generally works for you because they work for manufacturing or lean organization or operations, shall say. But be friend with that guy. 
right? Yeah. Bring him close, you know, get him into the SNOP yeah. key yeah. person, key person. Yes. Second, third one, I would say, if you really want to be successful in SNOP in roles and responsibility, find a friend in finance community. And actually, yes. I have a blog I've written, mm. you know, why be friends with finance because those friends, because the thing is, if you're reducing inventory, if you're reducing air freight, if you're reducing improved on-time delivery, you are making an impact on PNL. And SOP yes, exactly, promises yeah. by theory promises to make an impact on PNL. We, I mean, I, I can talk about myself. I never studied finance, but it took me 12 years to get better at it because we yeah. don't generally study PNL <laughs> or balance sheet, right? Yeah. But learn that. But if you're if you have a fine, but you still you can claim stuff, right? But you still need yeah. a finance guys to stamp on your improvement, right? Yes. And bring them to fold. And then you can basically achieve the utopia of SNOP where you can combine your sales forecast with your financial forecast, your inventory forecast, and life is good, right? So it's all about finding the right people into the right functions. Yeah. And yes. Make friends with them. Ex exactly. I like I like what you put it on all, doctor. And uh, based on our experience, even consulting, when we consult uh, people, what's happening here? Don't when when you have this at the beginning of maturity of S and OP, when it comes to maturity, uh, you have to have a steering committee at the beginning and the steering committee that you have to specify one of each function and organization inside the, the company. For instance, you have to have vote for uh, one from finance, one from marketing, one from trade marketing, one from supply chain, one from sales. And these people will drive that, cha that change. And again, when you uh, specifically, when you come and select these people, I'm telling you, don't select it. I'm telling you based on experience. Don't select these people based on experience, based on their passion, based on their, they, they, they want to give, they want to do something. Experience, they will have it along the way because they will drive the change. So don't just fall in the trap that we will select the most experienced people because most probably the the most experienced people, they will resist. I'm telling you from experience. So 100%, based on, based, yes. based on, on yes. fresh mind that they can drive a, a real change inside the S&OP and they can feed the, the S&OP and the executives with the right information. Yes, these will be the main drivers of the pre-SNOP meetings who will get the, like the suggestions and the areas that need the decision making, the the the, the trade-offs between the risks and opportunities and uh, this kind of things that will, they will give to the executives for the final sign-off of the plan. So yeah. yes, pick them, don't, you have, don't have to be experienced. Sometimes the experienced people are frustrated from what's happening in the company. <laughs> they will not work in the, with passion. Yeah. Let's, I'm saying this from, from experience. Yeah, sometimes some experienced guys, of course, will give you like a uh, good flavor, of course, of what's happening at all. But you need the fresh minds, the outside eye that's coming uh, like a consultant or something, but a fresh eye that's coming that can see what's what's happening and can give an uh, yes. uh, idea what are the decisions that going to be uh, made. Yes, exactly. great. Time is flying. And yeah. uh, I believe Last also question. the engagement, the engagement, the engagement is moving <laughs> up, 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 up. <laughs> Okay, right. so strategic KPIs that great. Show, uh, <laughs> so what so are the strategic strategic KPIs yeah. that show our S and OP is successful? It's nice question. Mm -hmm. It's very, very good. Nice right. So it's a okay. It's a nice question, but a very difficult question to answer at the same mm -hmm. time to <laughs> achieve a KPI. So I. 
I generally start with two very basic KPIs. Okay, mm. so when you try to meet the demand versus supply, three things should happen very comparatively quickly. Mm. That is, your on-time performance should go up. It may be on request, yes. on promise, whatever. Yeah. Then at the same time, you should reduce your inventory because one agenda I used to drive in SOP meeting with people used to hate me. I used to bring access and lead <laughs> discussion into SOP meeting. Right? Mm-hmm. You want me to put the right stock on the on the floor on, on the shop floor, right? Great, yeah. great, great. I can do that. But what happened to all the crap you ordered six months ago? You're not selling. <laughs> Which again, Ahmed, Ahmed Khalid have a very nice video with great animation and acting. Right? He should he should win an Oscar on that. So, yeah, and, and again, it's a very nice video. So uh, Ahmed, that proves I watch your videos, mate. See, I'm referring at the right place, you know? right? So uh, you, and then, so so your excess and obsolete inventory should reduce or inventory should reduce, and you yeah. should see that impact fairly quickly in six months. The third impact you should see is a reduction of your lead time because that's just mm-hmm. is a byproduct of that, right? So if you reduce your total lead time, that means you can supply quickly. So when these three things happen, then naturally yeah. you build your customer credibility. That means customer so that yeah. means you can supply on time, no backlog, and you hit start hitting your sales target. So you, your sales goes up naturally five to ten percent, yeah. no more than five percent or ten percent, right? Right. Yes. The thing is, you can deploy your pricing strategies better, your sales strategies better, your promotion mm-hmm. strategies better. Yes. Right. That yes. means by doing Agility. that, more money. Right. Yes. You know, you can see how I'm building this. Right. But you can't yes. start from making a lot of money without having a good customer service. The basics. Yes. 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 All starts from there. Right. Yeah. Okay. So customer service, inventory, lead time, credibility, more sales, more money. Right. Yeah. Once that has happened, there's one. KPIs, the supply chain consultant tried to shove it into my throat and I hate with his <laughs> forecast uh, MAPE. MAPE. M-A-P-E. Don't give up monkeys. I am really sorry if I'm really upsetting anybody who loves MAPE and demand channels. Honestly, never use this many times. Every software provider tried to sell me. Mm. Nobody understand that shit. Nobody actually use. Nobody know actually how to use it anyway, right? Yeah. If 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 anybody on this call teach me how to use Mepe and improve the demand planning as soon as be, I'll become a fan. I'll leave Doctor, I, I, I'm totally with you because especially if I I speak about this, we will open up a fire because yeah. again I'm serious about that because when when it comes to consultancy, some people I, I don't want to speak about that, but uh, when it comes to consultancy they they have one size fits all by the meaning when it comes to uh, we need to uh, enhance our forecast accuracy but what is the question there is a big uh, connection between your distribution your forecasting and this one one i think that we need to have a big episode about this the the distribution and forecasting at which level you are forecasting if you have yes. a one echelon like have, have four dcs five dcs how you it, will be able to forecast? Uh, is it total national level, level, or you will be able to do it on a DC level? How you will aggregate? The, how you would de-aggregate this, and which error you will aggregate this uh, based on what? All of these questions, when it comes to reality, and ask the the, the consultancy about that, they say I need to have. We need to reduce the error. Where? How? Tell me, because the error that maybe I, I will aggregate the error of offsetting the errors at total national level, but I have some challenges in my inventory on in each and every DCs, which ends up with uh, some service level issues that 
is helping the the the, the served uh, ship two from this DC to the customer ship two in, in that point, and also it ends up with some inventory challenges. So uh, I don't want to speak about this because we can't no, speak it's, for uh, it's great, of course, it's a great uh, session, and the way, of course, that Doctor Mutasser is. Start, put hands uh, on, putting yeah. the hands-on spot on and the points are really detailed. I would I would not add to that, of course, a lot. As Dr. Mondesser said, maybe if some people need like the terms that use inventory days, of course, measure inventory days, strategic KPIs, make sure the cash-to-cash -cash cycle, uh, try to measure it, how the inventory turnover, if you can uh, check how, how, how many times the inventory is turned. Uh, these are kind of KPIs and, of course, uh, uh, like uh, doctor uh, said, uh, measure the uh, check if the crap, the crap, like we said in the warehouse, the the, the obsolete uh, stocks. Make sure that that you get rid how uh, how much it is uh, reduced. Okay. All these are very important uh, KPIs for successful uh, SNOP. Yeah. And as Ahmed was saying, the level of forecasting. At which level you're forecasting? Start uh, forecasting at the family level. This is my, one of my uh, suggestions, and it works. If you forecast uh, that the more that you forecast Forecast on a higher level, even if you forecast on a country level and disintegrate, you will get more forecast accuracy. You will start to get uh, 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 more hands-on on, uh, on the forecast, better results. Uh, maybe, uh, of course, because as long as you're forecasting, not going down to the SQ level and focus, as doctor was saying, ABC analysis, focus on the A, focus on the 8020. If yeah. you hit the 8020 forecasting with uh, high accuracy, Everything the doctor was mentioned will will definitely will come in the inventory levels. Everything will be uh, going better. This yeah. is what I want. Absolutely, to this is yeah. Ahmed. You know, second yeah. what he just said at the end. Yeah. So, eighty twenty rule. Get focus on eighty percent, yes. which will take your twenty percent of the effort. Get that right, and then then yes. move on. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Great. one one of the cool things also just to add on on this question, which is, what is the business objectives? So, for instance, if I have the best KPIs and if I have a green KPIs for the S&P from inventory and from the OTIF, from everything, at the same time, the business objectives are not fulfilled, then I believe that you don't have a successful S&P because the S&P, it's not one way, it's two ways of communication. It's uh, whatever you have, the business objectives from top down and the, the S&P, through the tactical plans and it connects uh, it, it, the connection between the tactical plans and the operational plan will give you the right feedback where it this business objective is it achievable yes or no and if there is no what is the gap and risk and how can you overcome it so again it's not about only the kpis the small kpis if i have green kpis and the business is going into a close corner then i believe that the s&p is not working very well and we have some challenges some gaps that you have to work on it yeah. Great, great guys. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, three <laughs> sessions more. Yeah, I, I, I see that our friend, uh, our friend, I will sing. Uh, I hope you're already thinking about part two regarding this. Yes, you're opening. I think we need, we need, we need uh, a part two because really we will try to cover, of course, all the questions in the comments if we can go or. Uh, or if you want to ask us directly or ask, ask of course, our guest, Dr. Montesser, who is an expert Please. on S&OP and supply chain. Uh, we will try to cover all the questions, I think, uh, through comments, but uh, the session is, uh, we're over time. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I didn't feel the time. So again, yes. Dr. Dr. Modesser, we would like to thank you for your great effort and your amazing and wonderful experience that I believe if you can see from people the, how the engagement was today because we are covering real touching base uh, questions and pains in the S&OP and inside even the supply chain. Before we close our episode, Doctor, so uh, would you mind if you share about how people they can connect with you and if you have something that you can help them with uh, based on SCM Doju? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So, I mean, we know all of us know each other by, by LinkedIn, right? So we become, let's call it, you know, virtual friends. We never met each other and you yes. know, we can see we have a good camaraderie is LinkedIn. So, Connect with LinkedIn, uh, you know, f- ideally follow, send a connection request. You know, I, I think about it again. I'm on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. It's, everything's at Mudassarism, which is my name and ISM. Uh, you, you Or just Google my name, you'll, you'll find me, right? So by all means, connect. And uh, if you send me a message on LinkedIn or Instagram or Twitter, you mostly get quicker answer for this. Facebook is for old people I don't use. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I try to use Facebook as well, but Instagram uh, or Twitter or LinkedIn is probably probably the best, right? Or you can email me mudassir, mudassir at scmduja.com, right? And we, I've got a really massive plans for scmduja. So what I can tell you, there's some really good breaking news to follow in a few months time. Don't want to give too much, but I'm going to give you my vision really. And uh, Ahmed, if you allow me two minutes, if I can. Sure, 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 sure. Please, please, doctor, go ahead. What's actually happened with, SM, uh, with supply chain? There is like Apex of Safe. They're doing a good job in creating a lot of good content, but they are trying to sell something which is super expensive, invented and written 20 years ago. So you can buy three books and you can actually read whatever Apex and CSCP, yeah. CSCP are doing. So I'm not downgrading it. What I'm saying is the knowledge is available literally with the 120th of the cost, right? You just need to be good in Google, right? And this is what Amazon said at the start, right? If you want, want searching about, you know, how to deploy SNOP or inventory yeah. management or difference between procurement and purchasing, if you Google, you're going to find SMDuja because we I focus too much on search engine optimization to get it. The vision of SMDuja is knowledge and solutions for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Because what we do is, again, focus, we as a focus on people and we focus on creating processes and focus on system and then focus on execution. So the, um, when I try to, and this is the banner I have, right? I'm trying to focus on creating a content and tools. So you see courses, which helps you giving you knowledge. Mm-hmm. There's a tools available because I'm actually tonight or tomorrow morning, I'm about to launch a procurement KPI dashboard. I already Great. have a supply chain KPI dashboard. So basically there's a blog called 18 supply chain KPIs, which you can read. And there's a tool available. So, if, and that tool, I have created a video. You can download, put your company logo, put your name, tell your boss you've done a great job. I have no problem. No problem. Do that, right? <laughs> it makes you look good. Please do that, right? But the mm. aim between what Ahmad is doing, Ahmad, we are trying to be passionate yeah. about our profession and we are trying to do which somebody would have done 10 years ago if you would have asked me, right? Yeah. So, SMDJ will become a place where you can buy courses and then we, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to combine our effort with, with the Ahmad and then we do webinars and mentoring. Uh, it, um, it will be a membership model, but it will be launched in a few months time, right? Uh, yeah. And also you can basically, uh, it, there's one thing called, I'm going to give you an example to explain the concept. As a supply chain people, what is the basic definition of supply chain? We manage uh, information to manage material to manage material flow. So this is the very mm-hmm. basic definition of supply chain. Mm-hmm. So 82% people who works in supply chain manage information. So we're in the laptop, basically yeah. 
merging information, crunching numbers from where to where. Unless you work for a warehouse or you are a logistics operator, they touch the product, right? But most of us manage information. So we got to become very good in managing information. So what COVID has done beautifully is to promote this distance working. It's become a normal now. Okay. Which I always believe. So that leads to this concept of supply chain as a service. So for example, I know a few people who, who actually do provide this demand uh, demand forecasting as a service. And this is a very pertinent point here. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I can do that for you. So if you give me your sales data, I have a software, I have an expert who can do. So if you don't have to hire a, let's call it a forecaster, we can do it for you. So the point is, I know a lot of experts in you know, supply chain design. For example, if you want to hire a SNOP expert, uh, not full-time, you can hire Ahmad and Ahmad, right? They, they know their gig, right? They have enormous amount of knowledge. So the point I'm trying to make, I want to bring like a, I don't know, a SWAT team or Avengers of those experts <laughs> yes. who's available and you can hire them. And those people are not consultant actually, because you consultant will kill you with the cost. They <laughs> yes. are already practitioners doing their jobs maybe, or doing something else and available to help you. Right? I have experimented that and it has worked. So STEM Dujo is a place for the supply chain community Come and tell your problem. Yeah. We're gonna find your solution. Thank Great. you, Doctor. Awesome. Yeah, Great. thank you for the purpose that you're taking SCM Duju to the next level, which is something that will take you also to the, the your vision. Thank you again for the valuable inputs, insights, and wonderful experience with the stories. And I believe that also you can see this from the engagement from our people today. And I would like also to thank our people. Lovely audiences. Today, yes. Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, so excuse much. us if there are many questions that we didn't answer. We will do our best to have two things. Come number back. one, to come back to you on the questions. And number two, we'll try to uh, have another episode with Dr. Mudassar very soon. Absolutely. Yes. Let's, let's talk it offline. Let's schedule. I really like this session today. The energy is amazing. Your engagement is amazing. The way you guys are Thank hosting you. is amazing. Thank you. Thank you so, I don't want to suck it up too much. I attended too many podcasts, <laughs> but by far that was the best. Hundred percent. Thank, Thank you, you. Doctor. Thank you so Thank much, Doctor. Thank you, and see you all uh, next week. Inshallah, yeah. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. you, everyone. Bye, yes, guys. Have a good. Thank you for listening to our Global S and OP Community Podcast. We hope that you have absorbed some values from this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to be notified every week with the new episode. You can visit our website ahmedkhaled.co or ahmedkhaled.co We believe that one word, one story or one conversation could transform your life. Stay tuned next week with a great thought leader in S&OP. Have a wonderful week ahead.